Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Sony Open. That means storylines, best bets, one and done. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, hello. What's going on, gang? Uh, Excited to talk to you guys. Talk a little Sony. Thank you. We're excited as well. Mark Immelman is here. Mark, what is that? What's the logo on your hat? Uh, is that a bottle of wine with a flag coming it's out of a it? a wine bottle with a flag coming out of it. It's for Kyle. It's for our future bet. Mm. I'm going to cash. Yeah, Long I'm good way to go. Here. I got my one and done picking. Let's go. Uh, yeah, and it, it was it was not without some some technical difficulties that <laughs> at this time were actually not your fault. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You just happened to get on the website in like the 15 minutes that it was like updating and picks weren't going in or something I, I, I was i was trying to get it in so early i was going to be ahead of the curve i was going to be just rest easy and i turned the thing on i'm like can't even log log in i didn't know what was going on i thought you were conspiring against me well it wouldn't be that would not be far away from what we usually try to do but it was not it was not us this time but you are all uh you're all set kp kyle porter is here in kp i must admit that your image your video looks the sharpest i have ever seen it Oh, thank you. I've got the lighting right. It's getting dark here in Dallas already, so it's it must be a must be a lighting thing. Uh, two things. One, Mark sent us an old school screenshot, which is a, <laughs> a screenshot of a screenshot. <laughs> no, it's just a photo of your computer. It's not, what it is. It's just a photo. <laughs> Kyle, I don't spend time on my laptop screenshotting stuff off the laptop like you do all the time. I'm busy on my phone because I'm normally remote. Um, that's true. That's a good point. I'm deep in the screenshot game. I don't know that any golf writer is taking more screenshot. Maybe, maybe solid at no way not, but I'm well, up there. I would say about 75% of your Twitter feed is screenshots of something. Isn't it? Well, I'm not allowed to do video. It always gets taken down. So screenshots are what I have to resort to. I will admit that Mark is, uh, there are a lot of people who send me like, so like things for my website, like, Hey, here's what I see. Here's a photo of my screen, or here's a video recording of my screen with this drop down, not where, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is, so I'm, I'm used to getting that, that type of media. <laughs> you guys have got to be a little more, um, understanding of us, us, us folks who advanced in age, please just a little bit, a little bit more respect would be nice. Well, I'm already starting, and and Rick is probably right there with me, Mark. I'm already starting to like. I got an email the other day for uh, the Apple Vision, the Vision, the goggles, <laughs> and I'm like, 
I'm good. Like I'm never going to put these on, you know, like, so I, I'm already, whatever, whatever it was for you at, at like in my stage, like I'm already starting to experience those things that my kids will be like, dad, why won't you put the Apple vision on? And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't need it. Yeah. Wait till I start talking to you about at, when we next are together about how bad for you it is to wear those AirPods in your ears most of the day. <laughs> That's the old man. Yeah, really. Dude, you're frying your brain. By the time you get to my age, you won't even know how to take a screenshot of a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> what should what should I what should we wear instead? I don't know. I guess like the old can headphones. You've got some of those. Big ones? Yeah. Were you gonna jump in there, Patrick? I thought I thought I cut you off at one point. No, I was just gonna ask Kyle when uh the last time he watched golf on TV like a normal person and not just like looking for a screenshot. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Uh, oh, there was one. It, it was it was fairly recently. Um, I didn't have to cover it. It was a, it was within the last few months, and it felt like a it felt like a completely different experience. It felt like not even the same sport. It felt like I was watching something like completely new, where I wasn't trying to look stuff up or take notes or pull quotes or take screenshots or you know whatever. I was like, oh, golf is fun. This is great. <laughs> yeah, I've ha I've had a friend be like, "Hey, you want to watch this tournament with me?" I was like, "You do not want to watch golf with me. It's no. not an enjoyable experience." No, that's that's the thing is people like. I remember, um, uh, it, it was I pulled some screenshot and I couldn't get it right, and I took a, a bunch of them, and it still was messed, still was messed up. Out. And Solly was like, "How many how many times did you try to do this?" I was like, <laughs> A lot. And he was like, and he was like, people think that watching golf with us would be really fun. It is not. It is it is the worst. It makes me wonder how many times do you have to like rewind and try and retake the screenshot? I mean, you you should be well beyond the television feed after a while, aren't you? Yeah, and then I gotta catch up. Well, I've got two feeds going. I've got my TV on so that I see everything while I'm trying to find up stuff. Yeah, full contact. Yeah, it's it's not it's not uh it's not a party. What was the other thing, Kyle? You said one thing. First thing. Oh, second is uh, what are you reading, Rick? We, we haven't checked in on that in a while. Actually, um, so I'm almost done baseball 100. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm so which, good, which is a 30 hour audio book. Mm -hmm. So that has taken up quite a bit of my time. Uh, so I'm almost done that. And then actually the thing that I just picked up, it's not a book, but I just got the new uh, the new golfers journal. Yeah um the new edition of that so that will be next but i'm i'm open i'm open to what comes after my final 10 players or so on baseball 100 i'm reading a book right now that i think you would enjoy it's called same as ever okay. uh, by a guy named morgan housel he's a he's a uh, finance writer but he really writes more about human behavior and just how people view greed and money and life and it, it's really good you would you would really enjoy it a lot i'm gonna add it to my audible right now i'm in same as ever okay same as ever Pat patrick's writing patrick's patrick's big reader yeah i wrote it down i'm on uh the wager right now by david Grant. excellent yeah i i am running into some difficulties because i'm doing it on audio because like no bookstore around here has it and really? it's a tough book for audio it's so popular it was like everyone's book of like 2023 uh -oh um so i'm on that and then i finally got andre agassi's bio that oh. i'm gonna get into next 
the guy that that ghost wrote andre agassi's uh biography also ghost wrote shoe dog the oh, nike yeah. story which is he's he's an unbelievable i can't remember his name he's an amazing writer though the wager makes me feel soft patrick yeah i'm at the part where i mean i don't want to spoil it but uh back then just a, a different breed yeah you, you you're like oh i can't type today because my finger hurts and people were getting limbs cut off in war i i often think about like these guys in like the revolutionary war just marching hundreds of miles and then they're like hey bill you're on the front line today and you're like dude like come on man i just walked all this way and i'm just gonna get right now yeah it's crazy there's a big gap so audiobooks are like if you get a really good what's the person who reads an audiobook called audiophile audiophile thank you mark if you get a really good audiophile it's a great experience if you do if you get someone inexperienced or sometimes the person reads it themselves so the guy who did that um the gambler the phil mickelson book i'm blanking on his name billy walters, billy walters. read his own they should not have mm -hmm. let him do that. they should not have let him do that that was like he mistake. was his cadence bad i mean he's old he's got a, he's got a very like wet mouth um he mm. also he also you can tell like he was getting tired like maybe at the end of a long day he was getting a little tired and then it would constantly he, they probably had to re record a lot of spots so sometimes it's a lot louder sometimes it's with less energy sometimes it just was all over the yard not good hey if you do want a good audio book check out breath by james nestor it, it is mind mind-blowing it's like health and well-being but it's really really good uh breath yeah. the new science of a lost art yep uh washington post notable nonfiction book of 2020 a new york times bestseller yeah i'm into yeah i'm into this sort of stuff right now i've got this belt called the neuro peak pro that measures your breathing rate and uh the, how it varies your hrv and stuff it's fascinating mark i see you see you on the uh the cold plunge train what's yeah. uh what's your record time how long I've been in there or temperature wise? Both. The longest I've done is like 12 minutes, but that was at about 48. Um, I've done freezing at, for se at seven minutes, which was real. Uh, it was almost, yeah. Well, freezing Damn. is 36. That's impressive. Seven seems like a long time. It's, it's too long at that temperature. I got out for a while and I was actually shivering for about five, 10 minutes after that. Good ab workout too then. But uh, it'll wake you. It'll it puts things in, into perspective pretty fast, and it helps me to settle my system. Because you know, after shows and stuff, you're ordinarily so jacked up that I never used to come down. And I've realized with this stuff, with the cold water, you'll quickly have to start breathing properly, just slowing down, taking a minute, and so you kind of settle your nervous system with it. That's next level. I'm not sure I could I could pull that one off. Well, if you want a promo code, I gotcha with playing. Oh. You know. Appreciate it. Well, while we're uh, while we're shilling items, why don't you hit the like button? Why don't you subscribe <laughs> to the Golf on CBS YouTube channel? You can join us in the YouTube live chat. And while you're clicking around, you might as well vote for us the best golf podcast. And there it is. There's a there's an image on the screen. It'll take you about 10 seconds to go through and vote for the first cut as the best golf podcast. And we will greatly appreciate it.
on to the news. 27 years, Tiger Woods splits with Nike. This is something that we saw the writing on the wall, KP. Nike's obviously gone through a couple of iterations of how much they want to be in or out of golf equipment, maybe golf apparel, maybe they're just sticking with athletic gear, but a statement from Tiger, which didn't, I guess it didn't really confirm that it's over, but it kind of confirmed that it's over. There, there's going to be, quote, another chapter. And then he signs off and says, see you in LA. So I imagine when he steps a foot on the grounds at Riviera, he will be donning some type of new logo. Yeah, the big news here is he's not playing Tory, right? That was also like the <laughs> yeah, he buried the lead. It's just I'll, next time you're seeing me, we'll be at Riviera. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing's kind of weird to me. Um, the end of the relationship is weird. The statement is weird. Uh, the the end of it is just bizarre. Like people will ask if there is another chapter. <laughs> That's a strange sentence to have in there, right? And I, I don't. I mean, if you're Nike, like the only conclusion that I've come to is you you have to you have to be getting completely out of golf, right? Yeah, that would be my assumption because if you were doing anything related, I mean, you have, um, I mean, like Scotty wears Nike Tiger Woods golf shoes. Mm -hmm. So that they, that they don't make anymore or. They, yeah, I mean, they're already out of equipment. I, I imagine this is a full on, Hey, we're, we're kind of done with golf here. Well, look, they've still got Scotty Scheffler, who's the world's number one. They've still got Finau. They've still got a few guys. They did ditch a lot of people. Jason Day, probably the most notable. And they've been, I was I was involved back in the day when they had the golf clubs. And then that almost happened in the blink of an eye where they ditched the club line. But the apparel market, I don't feel like Nike are going away from golf. I, I just feel like they're streamlining in a way. Tiger is obviously costly. And, um, you know, I, I think Tiger just wants to wear his logo. So that's that's going to be what's going to happen. I would venture. That's my so guess. You, th you think Nike will stay in golf? Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I don't see any reason for them to move. I mean, they move a lot of product in college. A lot of teams are sponsored by them. I mean, there's a lot of young people coming up that wear this stuff still. So yeah, I'd, 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 I think it's just the PGA Tour player investment is a big investment. And Tiger Woods is a massive investment. Let's, let's he's, a, he's a massive investment, but they're also a massive company. To me, if you're still in golf legitimately in golf as a as a company i understand how at some point along the way you didn't sign tiger woods to like a lifetime contract it, it, it just even the speculation about how much apparel tiger could move if he goes and does his own thing which i think is probably what's going to happen he he's the only person that matter drop everybody else if you need some money right? Like don't have anybody just have tiger. And so that to me is just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's a million other things that I'm not thinking about, but just at the outset, I don't, I don't totally understand it. Yeah. No, I, I think McElroy and, and Scheffler are enough right now in Fino. Um, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head, but I, I'm with you. Tiger moves the needle. He sells the stuff, but uh, who knows what the marketing plans are with us, but I, I'm sure it was renegotiation time. And the number that Steinberg and company were looking for for Woods was just even more astronomical. Uh, probably should also consider Rory McIlroy. 
Yeah, yeah, but I mentioned Rory. Rory, Rory McIlroy. Patrick, I think it's interesting because I think in general, like I really don't care about corporations nor what they're going to do with their marketing dollars. I'm not going to mourn the end of a 27-year, very lucrative agreement between a $52 billion company and a four billion dollar man like i'm i'm not going to mourn that but i do think that the visual of tiger in red and black which i'm sure he's still gonna do but like that nike swoosh i think it evokes a lot of emotion for people or at least that's the way it seems online yeah people are getting very nostalgic and they're letting common sense kind of go out the window i i do agree with kyle where I think this does mean Nike golf is going to fold in the near future because you look at Nike this past year, their stocks down 20%. If you're a CEO, you could have slept walk through 2023 and pretty much gotten a 20% gain. If you're a Forbes 500 company, they lost 20%. They said they're looking to cut 3 billion in cost over the next few years or 2 billion in cost signing a 48 year old golfer. Who's let's be honest, past his prime and only on TV five, six, seven times a year isn't exactly cost effective and you think about what nike is at its core what it started as it's a running shoe company at its core nike how many runners do you see wearing nike shoes they're wearing hoka they're wearing on cloud they're wearing all these different brands and nike's lost a huge segment of its core business so divesting away from golf and I think they could get creative with golf, too, through the Jordan brand. You think about Perez, HV3, Keegan Bradley. A lot of people wear those Jordan golf shoes. Uh, they just had the collab with Travis Scott and Brooks Kepka there, too. They had that commercial. So if they want to get a piece of golf, they have an avenue through the Jordan brand, which yeah. they could. But I think for Nike, it's a niche sport, and they need to kind of batten down the hatches and look at its core business. Wait, What was your point about running shoes there? They've, they've lost a huge segment of that, and that's their core business. That's what Nike started as. It was a running shoe brand, and you've got Hoka, OnCloud, and all these different brands <clears throat> taking up part of their uh, their core business. Yeah, I think the, uh, the, I, I would think they've made that up, though, in other areas like basketball shoes or baseball or football or whatever. I think one thing that's really interesting that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about is the Tiger shoe thing the debacle the last two years that's what i was thinking how damning is that when when this 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 27 year deal the most maybe the most important athlete you have on your roster definitely the most important golfer you have on your roster and he won't even wear your shoe as as that's like the only thing they're showing your shoe your shoe company yeah i that is so damning like that's 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 when they shut it down honestly they said hey Tiger, you can wear foot joy. That's fine with us. But I don't know if we want to spend the man power and the R&D because, you know, your contract ends in two years for for you to wear our shoes when we already have the prime real estate on your hat and on your chest. I It's weird, though, right? Because it's not as if like they're in tennis, right? Like they do uh-huh. tennis stuff. Like why? I, I just don't understand why they would be completely out of of golf that's and if there's that's why i say that. i don't think they're getting out of golf i just think to patrick's point they're streamlining they're battening down expenses a little but but again like tiger's the only 
person that matters at yeah, all. But yeah, but think about it. What Tiger was looking for. Tiger doesn't need the money. Tiger now is looking for the Jordan royalties, and Dude. and and as, as that as that sort of a thing. So I can imagine this. I mean, the number that must have been pitched for him to go ahead and now wear the shoes again, and not emblazon his logo all over himself, and probably make money selling that stuff. It, it would have been silly stuff. It really would have. Yeah. So I guess the three likely scenarios are some company like a Uniqlo or whatever throws a trillion dollars at him. That's option one. Option two is, and I believe Tiger, he retains that TW logo. So he'll, mm -hmm. throw, you know, it'll just be the Tiger Woods golf line. It'll probably be very similar to the to the Nike stuff, and except he's gonna see all the funds from it. Or there's just some uh, Tiger Woods line under TaylorMade, which is that still Adidas? Is that is that thing still there? It's not. Uh, Adidas sold off TaylorMade back in twenty, I believe it was twenty eighteen, to a private equity firm. Okay. That now owns TaylorMade, so they're they're completely separate. Which is, <clears throat> uh, I was reading about this yesterday. Pr previously. Nike golfers couldn't use TaylorMade because they were effectively with Adidas also, uh, which was which was super interesting. And and now obviously they they can because Adidas no longer owns TaylorMade. From the people I've talked to, it's it sounds like it's going to be and, and Tiger's very Tiger's very conservative with his with his choices, right? I I think that he is not he doesn't uh, take a ton of risk. He never has on the golf course, off the golf, or, or with his business decisions, whatever. And I, I think I don't. I mean, the the, the rumors that I've heard are like there's there's some Grayson talk. Uh, there's some does his own like basically builds his own company talk, and then the third one being the the tailor made Tiger branded talk. And I think that's from the people I've talked to, that's the one that seems the most likely right now that could change over the next month and a half or whatever. But, uh, it, the weird part, Rick, is you go on tailor made's website. They don't really have any gear. All their gear is, is other companies that they've just thrown their logo on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I just, my opinion here, I, I, I think tailor made have got all the tiger woods they need. They got the guy posing in Christmas pajamas and stuff. They're getting a lot out of him. Uh, the irons, he's, I'm sure he's moving a ton of product. I've seen him doing commercials for stealth drivers and stuff, which he'd never done in the past before. And, and that's not coming for free. So no, I still just think it's a Tiger Woods line of clothing. Because every other clothing company, unless you've got a, a Nike or an Adidas or a Uniqlo, one of these massive multinationals behind you, it, it's, 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 a, it's an invoice that is just too much for people to stand. Yeah, what's Grayson going to give him? Yeah, they can't. They can't. Eight percent of their company or something like that. I mean, I, I well, Grayson's too. It's that's too much for Tiger, right? He's not going to show up to Augusta National in joggers, right? Joggers hoodies, whole nine. Like he he can't. What if he, just he shows up. What if he just shows up at Riv in his Call of Duty sweatshirt? But I think I think Mark. I think the, the yeah, that would be awesome. I think the the rebuttal to that is is. I don't know that Tiger wants to go and build his own clothing line. You know, he's, like it, he's not, but he's not he's not like grinding from the ground up. He's gonna hire like twelve. It's like Kim Kardashian's not like 
you know, negotiating all the deals or whatever. They're just going to slap his name on it. Yeah, his, but you, you got to. Well, the guy hired people from Nike to work his TGR business. I mean, the guy is a business himself. He's not going to let him do the enterprise. He's not going to like stretch the fabric and be like, yeah. He, yeah, he might. He's he's obsessed with. He's weird. Like he's 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 an obsessive. I I just I don't know that. You know, with building your own brand comes a lot of like you're the marketing, right? And that just doesn't. Uh, I I don't know that you'd have to tack on that much more to his tailor made stuff for him to fulfill his marketing duties if they had apparel also. But if he started his own thing, that's a lot of like just going out and shilling and marketing and a bunch of stuff that I don't know that he really cares about. Oh, well, I'll, I'll revert to what you originally said. You plaster a TW logo on anything. It doesn't need any branding. It doesn't need much marketing. It's Tiger Woods stuff. If you put that in decks, people are going to buy it. They just are. I hope that he has, for his sake, the TW logo and the Frank logo. If he can, if he can get out of Nike with those yeah. two, yeah. shut it down. All right, the Frank, yeah, the Frank logo is great. Frank logo is sick. Uh, we we got to move on. We got to talk about plenty of other stuff, and we're only on the first bullet point. So we are going to continue this conversation, uh, but about a different golfer, and we are going to do Sony Open and best bets and one and done. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back from one Nike staffer, well, kind of, to another. Rory McIlroy spoke with Golf Digest, and Patrick gave us this dandy of a quote. The Masters is the Disneyland of golf. You go there, put the Mickey Mouse ears on, and get into what it is. And when you leave, you snap out of it. My big thing about Augusta is just to go in there playing well. The weeks before are important just to get me feeling like I'm in good form. And this year, in fact, I'm going to play more before the Masters. It'll be my ninth or tenth event of the year. Previously, it's been my sixth or seventh. Hopefully, I'll be a bit sharper and know exactly where my game really is. I've never heard this before uh, from Rory McIlroy trying something different before the Masters. Uh, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good. Uh, I don't know if it was exclusive to Golf Digest, but pretty good article with Rory talking about his ideal world tour, what he wants the landscape of professional golf to look like. And of course, his his plans for the Masters, comparing it to Disney World. Which, uh, what uh, what were we calling Mickey Mouse tournaments before the Gen Pop ones? Is that, <laughs> or am I thinking something else? Uh, it, it was a pretty crazy uh, 
metaphor, I think. But yeah, I think for Rory, uh, he played 80 practice holes, I think, last year, and it didn't turn out too great for him. Uh, he, he played the Valero Texas Open in 2022. He missed the cut there, but ended up finishing second to Scotty Scheffler that year. So look, we, we've seen this movie. We've read this story before from Rory McIlroy. It's just get to Augusta and let the chips fall wherever they will. I stand by my theory that I, I think I put out uh, a couple of months ago. He should fly up. He should try to cut his tea time as close as possible. Closer than Medina. Fly up Thursday morning. <laughs> land at the Augusta International Airport, whatever it's called. Have a have a have a SUV waiting and just blaze over to the course. Tie your shoes on the first tee box as the green jacket's announcing you off to the race. He'd shoot 67. And just and just play with 10 clubs too. So there's less thinking time. You got to start creating and stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm feeling you, Kyle. I do like that idea because I forget whose article it was, but someone wrote one time it's like the green jackets are like to Rory, like, dude, this is your year. I mean, that's just got a weigh on you mentally so much with already what you have going on. Well, and it, yes. And, and they, you know, I was talking to somebody in his, like in his camp one time and they were like, you know, it starts from Monday. You got so-and-so's, you know, all, just all these people, everybody's there, right? Where it's, it, it's just a congregation of a who's who in the golf world. And they're like, oh, you got it this year, man. And, but he, and he has to deal with that for like seven straight days. And what is what's he supposed to say? Like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, just avoid all that. Fly up Thursday morning. Let's do a little math here. Nine or ten events. Okay. Well, he's playing Dubai this week. Uh, I presume we'll play Dubai next week. Then you get yeah, he is. Farmers. Uh, Pebble's a signature event. Is he playing Farmers? I'm assuming he has before, uh, and he's also come back from Dubai. I remember, I think it was last year. I caught him in a practice run. He goes, "I'm exhausted," and he watched the entire Ted Lasso series on the plane on the way there and way back. So it might have been two years ago, but yeah, he, he typically goes from Dubai to Tory. Well, I'll, I'll just, I, I'll just, I'll count them all the possibilities and we'll remove them. The point I'm getting at is like there's not that. So that's that would be four at Pebble. Phoenix, he's, I mean, he's probably not going to play all these in a row. Phoenix, Riviera, that's six. He's not going to play Mexico, I presume. He's not going to play the Honda. He'll play API. Hey, Cognizant, come on. Sorry. API, the players. And then maybe one of the Texas events before the – I mean, that's – it's a lot. It would be a lot of events for him for the Masters to be his ninth or tenth event is what I'm getting at here. Yeah. Well, uh, what? Where did Abu Dhabi get moved to? Uh, is that later in the year, Patrick? Do we know? Uh, it's got to be against the farmers, or Abu against... Dhabi. No, it's at the end of the year now. Oh, Abu, it is. Abu Dhabi Championship is like the event before the DP World Tour Championship. Is it mm-hmm. really? Because it was always in January, right? Yeah, yeah. With the this, Eagle. This is yeah the one that Fleetwood's won like seven times or in my head he has I don't know how many times he's actually won it yeah Ricky and yeah well this is a new event this week the Dubai Invitational yeah so I think it I think it bumped well did they lose the venue because that's where live promotion forgot about that good call Yaz Links 
No, no. It was uh it was the one with the Falcon uh clubhouse. Yeah, it's the that place is sweet. I can't think of the name. It Dubai, is Dubai it, it, it now Dubai Creek, I think, is this uh oh. I think it's this week. Okay. Emirates next week. Next week's the regular like Dubai Desert Classic. The I think kinda, it's just yeah. Sorry. I think it's just Abu Dhabi Golf Club. Emirates is cool too. The clubhouse looks like those Bedouin tents, a bunch of them around the place. Yeah. Gargantuan, but great. Hmm. Uh, anything else Roy McElroy related? He's looking to be in mid season form in April. <laughs> Apparently, what it is. I thought the World Tour stuff was was intriguing. Um, I think in an, I mean, I I, I wrote about, I remember writing about this nine years ago. Uh, Australia, South Africa. Spain, Ireland, Scotland, places that he mentioned, Japan, Asia, you know, like just different, different places that for the most part, the best players in the world don't go to. And I think that, I think that live has like, of, of all the things that they've done that are stupid, like they've done, like, that's one of the things that has really hit like the Australia event was a, that was a real thing. That was, that was cool. It was good. And, uh, I love, love, love. It makes my job a lot harder because Patrick and I are up at like 3 a.m. now. But I love the idea of a world tour. I think it's, I think it is, uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's really, really interesting. I would like, uh, and I mean, we talked about this before Live existed. If there were, you know, these swings, and it used to be the fall swing or the winter where, okay, one year we're going to Europe and we're playing three or four events in a row in Europe. And then the next year we're going to the Far East and we're going to do Japan, Korea, you know, something. Then we're going to go to Australia and we're going to play a couple of them. And just have it like rotate like that where every four or five years you've basically hit every corner of the globe. American golfers just don't want to travel that much. And we, we kind of do with, you know, you get Ireland, Scotland, um, the Open. So you have a little stretch there of European, English, European golf, British golf, whatever you want. Mark, you know what I don't care about right now? What's that? What American golfers want, professional golfers. Well, you know what? I think you're the voice of the masses right now. <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Really, really. I, I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm an international guy who lives in the United States. It is infinitely easier to travel around the U.S. than it is even to travel around Europe, let alone then going to Asia and to yeah. South America. South Africa, man, is my sister's just landed there after leaving our place 24 hours ago. It's yeah. a big trip, and there's the jet lag. Uh, it's 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 challenging. It really is. And I know this sounds like rich people problems, but it, it's challenging, and they'll avoid it if they can. Yeah, if they can, or you know, and and I think that's what's happened, right? Is like I I think for the most part that was. Well, two things. One, that was avoided because of those reasons, but also because I think expanding globally is difficult from a business perspective. You know, you, you, when you've got your American, like you know what you're getting from certain companies, you can get spread too thin globally. Hmm. Now, with places like or uh, companies like Wells Fargo removing themselves from your tour, it makes it maybe a little bit more appealing to do so, right? And so, I, I don't know that they would have come to this conclusion on their own, but perhaps they'll be forced into it a little bit, which I think ultimately, what, what do you, what do you say? Golf Saudi. Yeah. That's, that's likely to happen. What's that? That there'll be a more global look to the PGA tour in years to come. No, for sure. But one question I had is he mentioned 
Patrick, the uh, uh, cricket. Did you see this part? You mentioned yeah. t- uh, like uh, apparently, and maybe you know about this, Mark. But the IPL, yeah, the, yeah, it's mess. It's massive, massive money because cricket was a long game. It was a five-day test match thing. Then they came with limited. But now they got these two matches between basically professional teams, and the teams can buy players. It kind of sounds livish to me. And so I don't have to be South African to play international cricket. I can go and play on an Indian team, make lots of money over there. And just play during a certain portion of the season. That's the IPL, and it's they fast games, and it's kind of made for TV. Okay, who who owns the who are the owners of the teams? I wouldn't know. I really like know. just people that are billion, like Mark Cuban types. I would think so, but I'm sure that, that there's obviously a league. So I don't know what the auspices of that league is. I don't know it enough. So I just it, know what the league represents. Indian Premier League, yeah. uh, ten city based franchises and it's actually quite young it was founded in 2007 which in the scheme of things is uh quite young and it is a very valuable league yeah yeah it is too but you got to think about the population demographics over there in india i mean they're masses of people and cricket is like their football over there yeah And, and, and so they've got this captive audience and then you bring some stars in from abroad to play the guys are making fortunes just because of the it's kind of the the thing to be seen when you're in India. Interesting. The league, the the I'm reading Wikipedia, so this is I'm not. Don't quote me on this, but it's worth about eleven billion dollars. What I mean, that's like NFL stuff, isn't it? No, that's like the, P, that's like the PGA Tour enterprise. Yeah, NFL is like hundred and twenty no. billion. Yeah, really? eleven yeah. billion is like the Cowboys. No. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but but this is in like one little country like India. Now again, the population yeah. well, demographics are massive, but it's and it's the value of the franchise, like all the franchises. Or one, I'm, hold on, hold on. One little country like India, it's like the second biggest country in the world. Yeah, but I'm thinking of think about the mass, the size of the United States, right? And India is this almost landlocked country, and and it's it's a league that just operates within there. That's what I'm trying to say. Listen to this. In 2013, the league sold its media rights for the next four years. Media rights. Hold on, s- let me guess. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, I don't I know. I kind of started it. What Six do you billion? Six point four billion, which makes the IPL thirteen point four million every match. Who did they sell? Who's the who's the broadcast part? Icom eighteen and Star Sports. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Viacom 18 is an Indian based private, you know, or media company and star sports. Same thing. They're just, I I think what's really interesting about this is if I'm, if I'm understanding Mark correctly, this is sort of a, a sideshow to like the main cricket stuff, right? It's it's exactly what it is. And that's like, (laughs) <laughs> that's where it gets crazy rick because those numbers you you said 11 billion or, or whatever like that's a that's a that's a pga tour like number but that's their like side thing that's not even the main you know sport yeah but i would venture kyle at international cricket you know where you've got countries playing the other one i don't think their tv rights have been sold for that much it's just this phenomenon that's hit. interesting and and yeah. like if you watch a game on tv the folks are hanging from the rafters, the fans. Yeah, and you're talking about merchandise sales. Everyone's wearing their, it's kind of livish. Like, because like you said, be. like instead of going on for days and days, this is like, it's like made for yeah, It's an evening. 
Interesting. That is interesting. I'm learning a lot. IPL. And, and there's a great window for it in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Rory said is like you could do four weeks in the spring, four in the fall or whatever. Yeah, but 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 yes, the thing, right? The TGL is basically I hate to package it this way, but it's a smaller version of the IPL. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get 18 holes in in an evening, mm-hmm. which is it's kind of fake that you're hitting the ball into a screen, but that's the only way unless you make nine hole tournaments or whatever the case might be that you can knock out in two hours. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point, Mark. Um, yeah, because I don't know that there's a way to. It, it's really hard to speed up a, even a thirty six. I guess you play thirty six in a day or something like that. You know, yeah. that would be a slog. Uh, so it, it, it's it's hard to speed up golf in terms of how many holes are played in a in a condensed amount of time. And 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 then the money that's made on the side of this, like the broadcasting, not the broadcasting, the the merchandising. I can't. Really, I really can't see a bunch of golf fans going to buy a Boston Commons golf shirt. But when you come to whichever IPL league there is, the folks are wearing it as like clothing during the day in in Delhi. It's it's it, this player. This thing is legit and it's massive. I'm I think one deep. In, go ahead. I'm, I'm deep in this now. So so the team that won the championship last year, Rashid Khan, their most expensive player, made 1.9 million dollars last year. That's all. So he's underpaid. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. That's I, I, nothing. They should Cali's start a league. contract. Yeah. One, I think one thing that Rory has so, sort of differentiated here is I, he's always been very anti team golf as the main thing, right? Like he, he, I think he's publicly said like, you know, the idea of team golf being pr- like primary to your regular season, like, like it is on live is stupid like golf's an individual sport so i think i think his point here is like okay team golf can exist and and i've been pro team golf throughout i actually think team golf even if it is primary is it can be good but his point is team golf can exist but it needs to be very separate other than not connected to sort of your main individual golf and i think that's the sort of differentiator here of of what he's saying with the IPL versus like what Liv is trying to do and make it kind of the main thing. I, I want to add to that, Kyle. Um, team golf, like if you watch the NCAs, which is fascinating stuff. Um, if you're watching the stroke play format of the tournament, it is boring as rip. But as soon as you make a match play, then team golf becomes a thing. Think of the Ryder Cup, President's Cup. I'm wearing my shirt. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's if when team golf to me has to be match play, that's a non-negotiable. So if it happens. That's the way it's got to be, in my opinion. And to that point, it's hard. You can't come like what Liv's trying to do is combine the two. And I think what Rory's saying is they got to be separated, right? Because you can't do, I guess you could do match play individually, but it'd be very difficult to figure all that out. It almost has to be like, hey, your team match play is over here and your individual is, is over here. I'm going to put a pin in that conversation. We can talk IPL, TGL, PIF. PIP. We can talk anything you want another time because we are talking S O N Y. The (laughs) baby, Uh, Patrick. We are back. First full field event of the season. We're doing it in Hawaii again. What is the most interesting storyline for you this week? I do not say this tongue in cheek. 
but it's the Aeon Swing Five, right? I, these I hate, these I, I hate the, these players uh, from the Sony Open until the Farmers Insurance Open. The top five FedEx Cup points getters get into the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. That's why you have someone like a Will Zalatoris in this week, world number forty three. He has to get up to world number thirty by the end of the Farmers Insurance Open to get into Pebble Beach assuming he doesn't get an exemption into that. So I think it's a fun little wrinkle. I'm disappointed it wasn't sponsored by Fiverr like KP had suggested. <laughs> it, it's a big miss, but clearly they're in bed with Aon. They have a good relationship with them. The tour does. And I think, uh, you know, it, it's a fun storyline to follow. But outside of that, I think Will Zalatoris returning from injury and seeing if uh, – you know, back injuries are not a freaking joke. And mm. I think a lot of people just are not necessarily assuming, but they think it's going to be pretty easy for him to just get back out there and be the Will Zalatoris of old. And listening to his press conference today, listening to him uh, talk about all this post-round recovery. Mark is doing ice baths every single day now after the post-round and just okay. being a, a lot more cognizant of his body and if, something doesn't feel right to express caution. And so I think just the return of Will Zalatoris and, you know, hope, hopefully praying he gets back to the player that he was, but uh, I think it's going to be a long road ahead for him. Rick, if I may uh, love that Will's coming back. He played in the fall um, at the RSM, I believe it was no, not the RSM, but he did play one other time. The hero uh, hero. Yeah. Um, let's get some love for Gary Woodland. The guy's coming back from brain surgery. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it is crazy. I mean, this so so seeing Gary Woodland back because he is honestly one of the great guys in the tour. I, I cannot wait to see him because what what a ride he's been through. Because remember, before the brain surgery, his hip was shot. He didn't think he was going to play anymore. He had surgery for that. I mean, he's had it come. Oh man, there's so much that happened to that awesome young guy in the last few years. I, I hope it's triumphant the return. Uh, yeah, so there, the, the Will Zalatoris one was the one I was looking for off the top KP. Obviously when you have a guy who, you know, as long-term as, as, as good as he is coming back with a lot of question marks, but you inject a bunch of guys from the corn Ferry tour. This is, I think it's the strongest field the Sony opens ever had. If not within like the last 20 years, maybe this new schedule and guys not necessarily having to play in the fall is creating this. So there's, there's a little bit of momentum here to start off the year. Yeah. I, I would offer up non injury or non return from injury division, uh, Ludwig playing and, uh, Chris Kirk trying to go back to back. And, and I think that, I think Ludwig's very interesting. Uh, according to the rickrungood.com uh, weekly newsletter, Wiley uh, is a place where, and this is, and maybe you can explain this because it, it's sort of counterintuitive. At Wiley, your distance off the tee is, is very important, right? And at Kapalua, it's not, even though if you just looked at those two golf courses, you would say it would be the other way around. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so the short of it is that at Kapalua, um, it it doesn't necessarily matter how far you hit it or even where you hit it as accurately because a lot of the balls will collect to the same area. So most golfers are hitting their second shots from a relatively similar place. Um, go ahead, Mark. You want to jump in on that? No, no, no. I, I was going to add when you were done, just a little extra nugget. That, that sure. Go ahead. Sure. So then when you look statistically at 
why lie, it's a lot different than that. So there's two, there's two things. Uh, playing out of three-inch Bermuda rough is statistically a lot worse than playing out of the fairway at why lie. It costs you a, a, almost two-tenths of a stroke every time you hit it into the rough, but hitting it far is also a little bit of a statistical cheat code, which is rare, KP. The point, the point of my whole thing was that it's rare where you have a golf course that penalizes you for um, missing the fairway but and also rewards you for hitting it long. You usually see one or the other. This is a rare situation where you have both of those. So long and straight, very, very good this week. And mm. I would add to that, Rick, not just long, but long in the air. Because there, there's a stretch of holes there. I can't think off the top of my head. Certainly 12, maybe even 13, 14, def, uh, not 14 because they laid up. Yeah, 14 and 15 they laid up. Well, if you can carry it 320 something, you just take it over the corner, which makes the fairway play wider, where the other guys are playing to this narrow thread of the fairway that you say. So they're going with less than driver to about 150 yards away, where the bashers just go over the top of the trees or the dog leg. And then they play to a, what's basically a wider target. So the ability to carry it a long ways, like when I was there calling JT's 59 when he won, he just took driver and just aired it out over every dog leg because he could carry it. So it's not just long. I think it's long in the air. It plays a big part in it as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we can start naming some names. We can go through the best bets. We can do the one and done selections. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. And we're back. Let's do the bets. And if you've never joined us before, here's how it works. Producer Josh gives us 100 bucks. We go and spend 50 on a matchup, 30 on a finishing position, and $10 each on two separate outrights. We start with the matchups, and we've got four different matchups here. Patrick, why don't you lead us off with your pick in the matchup department? I'm going to go with Andrew Putnam, even money over Sahith Thigala. Uh, felt like Kapalua was the perfect course fit for Thigala and Wailai, almost the polar opposite. Putnam, really straight off the tee, a sneaky good iron player and a great putter, has some great finishes here. So I'm going to go with him at even money over Sahith. Yeah, Sahith played well last week. Patrick, not buying it around Wiley. Mark, why don't you find us a matchup, please? Hideki Matsuyama last week was basically desperate throughout the bag. I mean, surprisingly so. And, you know, he's battled injury with a neck a little bit too, and he's always been fiddling with golf clubs and stuff. I know he's won at Wiley before because of the iron game, but JJ Spawn's just so reliable. It's a bunch of greens and regulations. So I think it even money given Hideki's form last week. And with all the rain they've taken, so there's going to be limited preparation for people. I'm not sure Hideki is going to have the game uh, come Thursday morning. 
All right. Well, I am going to take uh, a slight favorite here. Denny McCarthy over Cam Davis. Cam was uh, very not good last week. And Denny McCarthy has been playing great golf. He puts the lights out. And what's kind of one of the skill sets that you're going to need around wildlife? KP, take us home. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that Cam Davis thing. Uh, after I read your newsletter, I I was uh, I was compelled toward Ludwig. I was fading him last week. I'm kind of on him this week. I think he, um, I mean, you talk about long and straight off the tee. It, he's he's up there at the top, right? Like he's gonna have some real. Mark mentioned 14, 15, 18. You know, you can kind of cut that. Like there's gonna be some. It's going to be a show, I think, at uh, at YOI. And I think he, you know, Brian Harmon's playing great, but I think Ludwig is going to, I mean, he's just so much longer. It'll be interesting if that proves to be an advantage this week. And the other fun thing uh, that I think we that we haven't mentioned yet is the other guys who are at the top of the board who, you know, Vegas would consider favorites like a Terrell Hatton, like a, um, uh, what's his name, Matt Fitzpatrick. Like, there's not a lot of course history at top of the board with yeah. guys like Ludwig who doesn't have it anywhere. So it, it does create kind of a, an interesting situation. Finishing positions. Uh, Patrick, you dog, you found the longest one here for a golfer that many might not know. Yeah. We're going to call him the department store. We're going to head to the men's section, check out a few Holes. blazers, some new jeans, maybe Ben Cole's top 20 plus 360. Very good start at the RSM Classic, finished T5 there. A winner a couple times on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. I think he finished number one, if I'm not mistaken. So I like him to get off to a good start. He's in his mid-30s, seasoned, primed to stay on the PGA Tour for a little while. So I think it starts with uh, a nice start at Sony. Plus 360 to finish inside the top 20. Mark, you also have a top 20. You are, you're buying this guy from last week, even though Patrick might not be. You, you can't fade the gala, not the way he played last week and not the way he has been playing. The guy's creative. Um, he's got all of the shots and he made some really clutch putts last week under the cosh. And, and for me, that's kind of the measure of where a player is. So it, it's just a hop, skip and a jump from Maui to, um, to Wailai over there in Honolulu. You see a lot of guys who've had success there are guys that have played the week prior. So I, I just think Sahith stays in the saddle and gets his top 20 or better. See if he can continue that momentum. I'm looking for a little fall momentum from Alex Noren. Had a great fall. Two top five finishes in his last four starts. Asking him to finish inside the top 20 at plus 250. And KP, man, you and I, were I I hope you have a good week. Because if you have a good week, I'm going to have a good week everywhere. Yep. Corey Connors, top 20. He's got four top 10s, in his, or four top 12s, I think, in his last five starts here. Uh, you talk about long and straight off the tee. He's he's way up there. So uh, top twenty plus one twenty five seems like a, an easy one for me. This is also the only place he can putt. He just cannot putt anywhere else except on these wildlife greens. Texas, and and at yeah. That's uh, Norin, Connors, Coles, Bigala, all top twenties outrights. Two separate outrights, ten each. Patrick. You have gone no shorter than 40 to one. You like the middle of the board. What are your two outrights? I'm probably going to bet Denny McCarthy in every Gen Pop event in 2024. This is a, a good fit for him. He's a great putter, like you said. Great putters tend to play well at Wiley, Cam Smith, Kevin Na, Matt Kuchar. Russell uh, Henley, previously. Yeah, the artist formerly known as Russell Henley. And so I like Denny at 40. 
And then Keegan Bradley, 60 to one. This one felt a bit disrespectful, I think. Rick, tell your boys in Vegas to, you know, keep Keegan in, in the in the spotlight because I mean he's a two-time winner from last year. He hit his irons great last uh week at the century, a couple T twelves over the last four years. So I th- think at 60 to one, that's a pretty good price. Another great putter, too. If I walk in and say, hey, this is disrespectfully 60 to one, they'll make it 100 to one. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how much pool. I, I dare them. I dare them around here. Uh, I went Ludwig. We've been building up to this. I just think he's the best player in the field. I think his skill set really gets magnified, um, especially compared to last week, 16 to one. And then Luke List, who might be finding the putter. And if he does, it's over. I think I'm, I'm going to fire Luke List here. I'm going to fire him at Farmers, and then I'm going to reassess. But 75 to one uh, was was uh, too long for one of the best ball strikers in the world who might be who might be putting. KP, fire away. Yeah, Ludwig needs no explanation. Eric Cole was my other one, 28 to one. Uh, he's just been playing great golf, and he's not his statistical profile doesn't necessarily match up with this golf course, but he has been so good over his last i think he's five, uh five straight top 20s uh his 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 trend line is really really good finished t14 last week and i think he k- keeps it rolling a little bit this week at uh Wyla. mark yes uh i watched some of uh i was making sure i was off mute so i didn't you know use foul language again um I watched a little bit of the feature groups coverage last week and I saw Luke List hit, hit some wicked snap books. So I'm keen to see how that one turns out. Well. Okay. Yeah. I'm going with confidence here. Chris Kirk, um, the way he played last week, just everything was on point. He's had a great record around wildlife. I feel like he's going to do the JT and become the king of the islands. Uh, last time that was done was in 17, I believe, when I was over there. And then, man, Ben on to me is just looking so good. I watched him play some at the Wyndham. I know that's a few months ago, but Ian Foley of the golf swing in good working order. He's got that long putter in hand now, which has changed him. I mean, honestly, it's changed the guy. And he carries the ball a long way, and I feel like he's got a lot of confidence after last week too. So uh, Ben on, Chris Kirk for me, please. Ben on, Chris Kirk, Ludwig, Ludwig, Denny, Keegan, Eric Cole, and Luke List. Then we beg Josh for an extra 50 bucks. It's called our best bet. We put it on anything that we want. I went back to Luke List, top 20, plus 320. KP, you went back to Eric Cole at top uh, top 20 at plus 150. And then our two two friends here. I'm giving you you some love. I know it. Come to Papa. (laughs) <laughs> parlays now patrick we'll start with you you are on a patrick's positivity parlay heater right now do we have to count five or six in a row some are saying 12 no I, i'm not i'm not sure but that number has been thrown out there on the ether but i'm, I'm gonna go brian Harmon, harris english denny mccarthy all to make the cut at plus one 32 i'm looking at guys who can put the ball in the fairway english can be kind of sketchy but he's hitting the driver very well recently good wedge players and good putters all three of these guys can do that plus 132 go go spend it uh thursday evening at happy hour because friday night it's cashing <laughs> that's that's great responsible gaming please uh know when to lay up is the pga tours motto uh mr immelman you have debuted mark's turning the tide parlay it's also 
Uh, this time, four golfers to make the cut. Who are they, please? Yeah, well, first off, nod to my boy Patrick here because I watched this run. This heater has been on. He's running good, to use your parlance. And, yes. and I love the alliteration. I find it hilarious, but I feel like he's onto something. And I did see that three-way there to make the cut with Harris and Brian and Denny. But I was like, let's go one bigger. Plus 200, uh, Chris Kirk, Russell Henley, the Georgia Bulldogs. They played well. Adam Svensson, he's kind of the uh, wild card, and Sahith is playing well. All four make the cut plus 200, and we'll turn the tide because I sucked in this game last year. I want to see Mark's uh, first-round NFL card. <laughs> uh, for a uh, uh, playoff card. Like a like an eight team parlay in the first round. I'm just uh, I'm just guessing honestly. Taking Mason Rudolph alt touchdowns over yeah. three and a half. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, can we get Rick's net profit in here? Didn't you? Didn't we settle on? Yeah, uh, I know it's kind of it's kind of BS, Josh. You hate to see it. It, this is truly i'm being suppressed i'm being silenced i'm <laughs> canceled you're being canceled i'm being muzzled my we could have we could have three profitable rows in there and we are not we're not seeing them so we'll have to reprimand josh for that i yeah. hate that for you he's not hearing you apparently because he could have been working during that very professional vamp of yours i tried i know i tried to <laughs> couldn't couldn't get it in there in time okay i think it's uh, a screenshot i don't think he can edit it on the I know we need to talk yeah, through Mark, what a screenshot I'll send it is. to you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, uh, oh, good job, Josh. Look at that. We're we're rolling, boys. There has never been a time where it has been all black. It's because I didn't get to bet last week. That's why. <laughs> wait, we don't have, wait, he put in a loss for everybody, too. He's is this presumptive, Josh? I, I would assume what he does, and he can tell us, is that he has already put our this week's picks into the spreadsheet. Yeah. And because they've not been graded as a win, they're graded as a loss. Yeah. So if we lose them all, we're still at 50% return, 49%. But we're not going to lose them all. That's why this okay. podcast is so popular and why people should vote for us, right, Rick? Tell us. <laughs> Link is in the description. It'll take you about 20 seconds. If that, if you know how to type your email address faster than in 20 seconds, uh, you can probably do it faster. One and done. I am happy to announce that the pool that we are in uh, surpassed all expectations. We are up to 830 people in this pool. Now, only 240 have put their pick in for this week, but that's okay. You have time. You have until Thursday when this starts. For us, unfortunately, we got to go now. We got to reveal the selections here in the moment, and we are going to do just that. And I am going to seed the stage to Mark Immelman, who has successfully, for the first time in 2024, put a pick in. Yeah, and uh, yes. And sadly, it was a bit of a panic pick because everything in my soul wanted to go, to go with Ben Arn this week. And I considered Brian Harmon. But I'm like, you know what? I can use on down the way. I, I just the verdict's out just a little bit. I'd like to see him play a little more and see how that putter is working. And then I thought about Brian Armin, and there's lots of places I can use him. So I was like, why not Chris Kirk? Playing well one last week, played well the year before. So I did panic a little, uh, but um, let's let's roll with Kirk. Let's see two weeks in a row. Little 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 panic chase situation here for Chris Kirk. We'll get to you in a second, Kyle. You're not out of my crosshairs. Patrick, <laughs> $440,000. Who will earn you the funds this week? I did go with Brian Harmon. Uh, you're getting 
a current major champion in form off the top five at the century. He's played well here when he has played the century before, which I think will be key for him getting a little rust off. And like Mark said, a lot of rain there, not a lot of practice happening there this week. So I think Harmon's going to be in store for a nice weekend and maybe a win. And unlike Mark, I wasn't really sure when I was going to use him. Maybe the Travelers, maybe the Heritage, but he's playing well, so I figured I'd use him now. Josh? Greg and myself all have $520,000. Josh went with Eric Cole. Greg went with Harris English. And you donkeys let me have the favorite all to myself, Ludwig. I'm taking him. And I'm probably going to add on what's first place this week? 1.6? I'm saving Ludwig for Augusta National. Yeah, he's yeah. going he's, he's gonna to win uh, one of those Desi's, Siggy's, or whatever it is. He's gonna win <laughs> uh, I'll take Ludwig and KP, uh, the two ends of the spectrum here. The guy in first, the guy in last. They're rolling out last week's winner. Yeah, well, since since Mark gave us the head start, I just my theory is that I'm just going to look at the document every week to see who he picked and just stay ahead of him the whole year. Yeah, you you could if you just if you just match picks, Mark can never beat you. Which would be like really my only goal. I, I could finish fifth. I don't care as long as Mark's behind me. Um, no, I, I, it came down to me, uh, or for me between, uh, between, uh, Kirk, Corey Connors, and I took a peek at Ludwig, but it was really Kirk and Connors. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, Kirk, like Mark said, he's played very well here before he's kind of, he doesn't seem like the type of guy, Mark, and this is sort of my theory behind it. That's going to be really emotional about a win and like get out over his skis. He kind of just you know, back at it the next week. So that to me is, um, I, I think, I don't know that he's going to win again, but I could very easily see a top 10, which is kind of what you're going for in, in a league like this. We're all chasing down the two at the top with 3.6 million. Okay. Boomer. And you're obviously not a golfer. Kyle has gone with Chris Kirk. I've gone with Ludwig Aberg, uh, Greg Harris, English, Josh, Eric Cole, Patrick, Brian Harmon, Mark, Chris Kirk. I miss Kyle M. You know, I miss reading. Mm. I text with Kyle M. He's, He's great. Good dude. Good Can I tell you a story real quick? Please. Please. All right, Josh, share my screen. I'm going to share my screen. So I dabble on eBay sometimes. I feel like that's underselling it. That's what I tell my wife. What a lead. And I purchased. Is that Ricky Barnes? I purchased R Rory McElroy. Oh, gosh. So, so under de upper deck, under deck, upper deck made these replica like like so this is the shirt like a replica shirt he wore from 2012 pga championship it was the final yeah. round shirt from oakley wasn't it that's correct yeah. mm -hmm. right so so they did these they had him sign it big across the chest inscript it and they're numbered to like 25 i got such a good deal on ebay that the seller is now refusing to sell it to me he said that it did not go high enough and that he is not going to sell it to me are you willing to say the number? Yeah, sure. So, so if you if you were to go and buy this from Upper Deck right now, they would ask you for a thousand dollars. I got it for one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh should my hire, gosh! Stealing. <laughs> you should hire Larry Clayman. Okay, I was gonna say, should I lawyer up on this? Do I have a case? Is is eBay not a binding contract? Larry Clayman will sue anybody. Yeah, but after you get the after you get the lawyer, it's going to cost you like five thousand dollars for the shirt. So I'd like. 
it's about well, the principal that, mark that uh, seems yeah. uh like you like shouldn't that be shouldn't that there was there a minimum like did they no no so so he so that was part of his thing is like oh I'm new. I didn't set it up right. I didn't realize that it it, it could go that low. Listen, listen. Oh, if you're selling gosh. a Rory McIlroy Oakley shirt on <laughs> eBay, you're not new. Right. Yeah. Right. And also, you know, uh, if I if I bid it up to if I got it for sixteen hundred and I and I sent him a message and said, actually, you know what, I'm not going to pay because it went for more than I think it's worth. That's not going to fly. He's gonna expect me to pay that. I the thing that I would do here is is contact eBay. Do you think I have some type of recourse on this? Yeah, I would go if yeah, for sure. Yeah, they can't make him like they're not gonna go to his house and grab the item. Yeah, but they can kick him off the like you went on principle if they kick him off the platform. Oh, for sure. Okay, mm -hmm. if they kick, if like kick him off the tour, Doug. If they kick him off the tour, I would win on that. Yeah, and because, I don't like, know. I don't know how eBay works, but do you have any of his public information? We could we can shame him. him. We can shame him. We could publicly shame him and send some first cutters over there. Aren't you yeah, shaming so. him now? I, we I don't know, know who he is. We don't know who it is. It could be Mark for all we know. <laughs> could be Rory. What if Rory's selling some old um <laughs> Rory? <Yeah. laughs> the, the TGL investments down the drain. He's he's pawning off old no. men. I'll do that. I will, uh, I will go through eBay procedure, no matter how long and arduous it takes to try to get him yeah. off the platform. And I'll, I'll keep you updated. Cool. And while you're at Good. it, Rick, just send me, send me some info about him. <laughs> you know yeah. some people. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? We are going to uh, have round by round recaps this week. I think I'm on with you on Thursday, Rick. We usually do Thursdays. Uh, yep. Let's see who's on Friday. I think I'm Friday this week. Friday is Patrick. Greg is Saturday. And then Sunday is Patrick, KP, and Greg. So, Mark, you are no round-by-round -round duties this week. You're off the hook. Yeah, I was supposed to do Thursday, but then I realized I've got junior golf responsibilities, so I will be in Sea Island. So, sorry, I couldn't join you boys. No. I, too, have junior golf responsibilities. I'm taking my son to the driving range before we hop on, Rick. So, nice. mine are a little less arduous. than a little, And a lot less stressful. Trust for sure for sure swing as hard get him to swing as hard as he can and worry about the rest later we have these uh last thing uh this driving range next to my or probably five ten minutes away they just set up these bays that have track man on them and you can play the games you can do the the courses and uh it's great it's heated it it's um it's 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 really fun for like I, I take him out to the driving range and it's it's fun but he just wants to hit it as far as he can so to have trackman there and to to see the numbers you're like okay that's this is cool there is a trackman game all, all launch monitors have them where it's just as far as you drive it there's like a big grid like a long driving thing in front thing find that yeah lots of fun he will love that i cut down an old nike driver for him and uh he's gonna just wail away he hits cross-handed mark so my youngest have some, daughter hits cross-handed too, and I haven't. Have some, I haven't changed it either. JT yeah. hit cross-handed, didn't he? A lot of them. Josh Broadway still does. It's a great way to learn, in my opinion. Yeah, Patrick Welch still does. Matt uh, Fitzpatrick chips cross-handed, <laughs> for sure. Okay, boys, absolute pleasure. We will be back 
every night this week after the conclusion of each round of the Sony Open. For now, I'm going to say big thanks. Producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald available at P McDonald CBS. Mark Immelman at Mark underscore Immelman. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.